Hey, my name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, bitch. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. Um, today, I mean, okay, so last episode, we didn't really do much of a Q&A, and those are like my favorite types of episodes to do. So I asked you guys for a bunch of questions that I wanted to just answer. I'm like, girl, ask me all your TMI shit because this is all anonymous, which by the way, if you're not following my spam account, it's not Adeline on Instagram. That's where I ask you guys to ask me questions. I post random shit. It's just like my spam account that I just post whatever. <laughs> um, so I asked you guys, I was like, what are some TMI questions? And I got a couple good ones from you guys and I wanted to answer some. Um, we're going to start out mild. We're going to start out tame. With the first question being, after dyeing your hair dark, how do you regrow thickness and stop your hair fallout? So I am going to try and find a picture of my hair back in the day. I could probably send you guys over a TikTok, but my hair was probably up to my collarbones. It was so short. It was very thin. It was very dead from the hair dye, very dead from the bleach and the extensions and just doing way too goddamn much to it. So after I dyed my hair black, I was like, okay, I'm not doing the sew-in extensions anymore. I'm just going to do clip-ins. And I was like, my hair is going to be dark. I'm going to stop bleaching it. And I told myself, Adeline, you're not allowed to dye your hair for at least a year. It's going to be black for at least a year. And look at where we are now, bitch. I think I've had my black hair for like two or three years. I don't really know. Um, but after dyeing my hair black, I did start doing a whole new hair regimen, which I feel like made the biggest difference for my hair. And everybody has different hair types. I personally, I feel like I have like straight Asian hair. Like this is, I didn't style my hair. This is what my hair naturally looks like. There's like a little bit of a wave to it. It's so weird because my brother has fully wavy hair. My sister has pretty straight hair. Uh, my mom and my dad both have kind of wavy hair. So I was like, I don't know where I got this fucking straight hair from. But sometimes I feel like I'm adopted because I don't even really look like my mom and my dad a lot. Like I have my dad's dimples, but I'm like, I don't even look like my brother and sister sometimes. But things that have helped me with my hair is, okay, first of all, it's the products that you use. So I would use any shampoo and conditioner and I would just like whatever would come in PR or like whatever is the cheapest. I would just buy it and use it as my hair shampoo and conditioner because I thought, oh, you know, shampoo and conditioner it doesn't really make that much of a difference. It's just like it's oil out of your hair. Fuck no, bitch. The shampoo and conditioner makes such, 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 such a big difference. And I really have to give this one to that random lady that was working at Starbucks. So there was this girl. She was working at Starbucks. She had the silkiest like softest looking hair. It looked like a literal waterfall. It was so soft. And I was like, girl, your hair is literally insane. You look like fucking Rapunzel. Like your hair is so healthy. And you could tell it wasn't like straightened or anything. There was no styling. It was just her natural hair. So I was like, girl, tell me your fucking secrets. Like what did you do to your hair? She goes, all that I do, she doesn't use any products except for the Purology Hydrating Shampoo and Conditioner. And this is not sponsored. I don't even think Purology does any sponsorship. I've never seen them sponsor anyone, but it's, I got mine on Amazon. You can also get it at Ulta. And I swear 
this shampoo and conditioner made the biggest difference in my hair. It started feeling so much softer and so much healthier, at least for my hair. It's the one in the purple packaging. I love the shampoo conditioner and it's not crazy. It's like $30 for the shampoo, $30 for the conditioner because I know I used to use the Oribe one, but those get pricey after a while. I love them. Like they're really, really, really good. I use their dry texturizing spray a lot, but their shampoo conditioner can get really expensive. I think it's like $150 just for the shampoo and just for the conditioner, it's $150. So it's a lot. And then another thing that I feel like makes the biggest difference is I have been oiling my hair. So I, when I, I think it was like 2019, that's when I was like the most insecure about my hair. I was like, oh my God, my hair like used to be so long. Like my hair was so naturally long, so naturally voluminous. And I fucked it all up with the bleach and I fucked it all up with the extensions. And I was like, fuck, like it used to be so great. Like if I were to give any advice, don't bleach your hair, girl don't bleach it. I know you want to, but then you're eventually going to go back. It's like the ABG, the Asian baby girl, Asian baddies. I think it's Asian baby girl. All the Asian baby girls after a breakup, they always dye their hair platinum blonde. Why did I go platinum blonde? My hair is literally black. This is my natural hair and I went platinum blonde. My hair was so dead. It was, I don't know what I was thinking. I had to go through the phase. It's a canon event, but I it bit me in the ass because my hair was literally up to my collarbones and it was so dead. So I was going down a rabbit hole of TikToks because I feel like TikTok doesn't lie. Sometimes I go on YouTube and it's like, ugh, the YouTube videos are so long, but TikTok doesn't lie. And they give me information like right away, like good enough for my attention span. So I was looking a lot, a lot, a lot of girls, they sell their own hair oils. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'll buy some. But then I found this one girl and she showed me exactly what hair oils she uses, like, like straight up natural ingredients. So she told me her mixture. I bought it all on Amazon. It is a mixture of one half of the whole mixture. I would put a half of it with castor oil and then a quarter I'd put sea buckthorn oil and then a quarter I put rosemary oil. Those three oils I would mix up into a little tin and then I put it in my hair as like a little mask. I done a whole YouTube video on this if you can search it up if you want to really see it, but it's really easy. I just put a half castor oil, a quarter sea buckthorn oil, and a quarter rosemary oil. Those are the top three that I really like, and I got them all on Amazon. If you want, I can link it on my storefront. Hey, little plug. I'm trying to be an Amazon storefront girly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those were the three that I would mix. I put it in my hair, and you can even, you could do it at night and sleep in the hair mask, or something that I really love doing is doing that like Sophia Richie sleek back bun and using the oils because your hair is going to be oily anyway. It's so funny because people are always like, oh, it's a sleek bun, sleek hair, you know, clean girl aesthetic. I'm like, girl, that's my dirty bitch aesthetic. Like literally dirty fucking bitch. Like hair hasn't been washed in four to five days. Probably put some oil in it, um, some hair mask. Like this is my dirty hair aesthetic. It's like the complete opposite of clean girl aesthetic. It's my dirty ass bitch aesthetic. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I'll use that hair oil mixture and I swear it is the best. There's probably a lot out there and they probably have those ingredients. But for me, I love just getting those like key ingredients, not having too much like I don't know. I'm always scared of like buying a product and like there's like extra shit and preservatives, whatever. I get literal castor oil, literal rosemary oil, literal sea buckthorn oil where it's only one ingredient. I mix those three ingredients and put it in my hair. 
it's made the biggest difference. But the only thing that is kind of annoying is it's castor oil is very thick. So when I put it in my hair, sometimes I have to shampoo twice, um, which I don't know how good that is for you, but I just do it because if I don't shampoo twice, it's going to be like leftover residue from the hair oil. My hair will look greasy after. So I normally shampoo twice and girl, shampooing twice makes my hair look so soft and so silky. Like it's the best thing ever. Um, But yeah, that's what I would do for my hair and things that I feel like has made a huge difference. Not bleaching my hair, having just my natural hair color has also made a huge difference. I use a lot of heat on my hair. I try not to, but when I do use heat on my hair, I try to use a heat protectant. Any heat protectant is really good. Um, But yeah, I feel like those are the things that have helped me really grow my hair out um, in regrow thickness and stop hair fallout because I had so much hair falling out. Literally, it was so sad. I could go like this and then hair would just like, you know, be out. It was insane. So those things I think would make it um, made a big difference for me. Huge intro. That was a huge, sorry, 10 minute question. Someone said, how long should sex last? Like if you're having it every day, what is the time limit? I don't think that there's a time limit for sex. And I, I hate when people are like, oh, like, you know, I only had like, they always make fun of people who have sex, like in a short amount of time. I feel like the only way to have successful sex is if both parties come. If you're having sex for two hours and only the guy is coming, I don't really consider that successful. Both people need to come in order for, I, in my eyes, for it to be a successful sex session. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's why me and my boyfriend get along so well because he I thought this was the bare minimum, but it's really hard to find nowadays. He really cares about making sure that we both finish and we both orgasm before we're done. Like, he always, 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 I mean, I feel like he can tell, like, I, we communicate to each other, like, oh, I'm going to come, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and we communicate to each other um, what we like. Like, for me, I haven't been in many relationships where the guy will go down on me almost every single time like I feel like I'm asking for a lot asking for the guy to go down every every single time when I pretty much go down on them every single time you know what I mean it's really crazy how this is like literally the bare minimum and it's so hard to find um so I I find it a lot easier to finish when he goes down on me first and it's not like boom 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 boom. like you know it's not fast I even though I do love fast once in a while but it's it's good to like start out slow and to really like you know rev up or what do you call it warm up the engine you know what I mean people who love their cars and they have a nice Ferrari like Lamborghini they're always like oh you know warming up the engine they don't just go you know why don't we Think about that about women. The fuck? I really had to I had to stutter there because I was scared I was gonna say something offensive. I don't know. I probably say I don't know. <laughs> I have like such a chronic YouTuber brain that I'm always like, fuck. I I talk so fucking fast that I'm always like I try to catch myself if I ever say something offensive. I don't think it's offensive. Um but yeah. <laughs> Men are so obsessed with, you know, making sure that they're warming up their car engine and that they're, you know, getting it ready and getting it oiled up and getting it whatever. Why the fuck are you doing it with your fucking woman? Do it with your woman, bro. Like, what the fuck? Go down on your woman and like, go, you know, really like get her ready for the whole experience. Don't just go. 
girl. I think that there, to answer your question, how long should sex last? I don't think that there's a minimum or a maximum. I think it's whatever your body tells you. That's like asking, how long should a conversation last? Like, girl, I don't fucking know. Like, as long as you're having a good time in the conversation, as long as you're having a good time during sex, I think that's all that really matters. And as long as both parties are finishing, that is all that really matters. I don't think there's a minimum. There's not a maximum. And if you're having it every day, I think that there's really no time limit. Honestly, me and my boyfriend are both horn dogs, and we, I think have a good amount of sex for like a couple that's been together for like you know three years um so i feel like when we were seeing each other when we weren't living together and we would see each other mostly on the weekends i feel like we had a lot longer sessions because you know you haven't seen each other and you have like a whole week for your body to recover but now we're like such horn dogs we're like living together um we don't have as long of sessions because we have it pretty consistently and like after a while you know your body you need to recover girl like you can't just be having like hour-long sessions every single day for like years on end like girl if you're doing that i'm jealous like okay slay but like for me my body needs to recover and i uh, like can't be having you know hours on end sex every single day so i really don't know how to answer this question (laughs) i would say as long as both parties are finishing, that's it. That's the answer. Sorry I had to go on such a long tangent. Um, next up, someone asks, I always end up wanting a boy to want... I always end up wanting for a boy to want me. And when he wants me, I ghost them. Is that normal? Girl, that's called daddy issues. Ow, ow. Okay, let's get into it. So this I feel like you know in TikTok where it's like, oh my god, I love this question. Um, I think <laughs> we all have daddy issues. Um, it's because growing up, I don't know about you, but I feel like in a lot of you know all family dynamics are very complex and it's something that we can all really like look into in therapy but I feel like there's a lot of my friends can relate to me on this so I feel more confident talking about it because I'm like ah, it's not just me um but I feel like a lot of the times we see our parents and especially our father figures and we just want them to you know pay attention to us so bad and like you know love us so bad and like you know if you've ever had a father that maybe has been like checked out or he hasn't he doesn't really you know pay as much attention to as you would like growing up or he you know had some issues and you know he always felt like you had to be validated by him and like his love was kind of conditional and it wasn't there he wasn't constantly there not saying that that was all me but these are just like examples um because i love you dad probably not listening i told him to not listen to the podcast i don't know um but i love 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 my mom and dad my mom and dad were the best parents ever but you guys know i just like ramble everything on the internet um but having a father figure that you feel like you always had to prove yourself to and you felt like you were never enough and you felt like they you always had to prove to them that like look at me like i'm doing this like this is happening and like you you always felt like they weren't paying attention or they weren't giving you the love that you wish that you could have had a lot of the times 
what we experience as a child is what we crave in relationships in the future because it's something that's familiar to us. So having almost like an absent father figure growing up as a child can develop into a, you know, want for an emotionally unavailable man, a man that, you know, you're like, oh my God, like they're not paying attention to me. They're like, oh my God, this is the best. Like, why do I always love the fuck boys? But it's like, girl, you love the fuck boys because you have daddy issues. And it's okay because we all have our own issues. But, you know, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, wanting that validation from, you know, the father or like wanting the validation from that fuck boy. And like, that's why we love fuck boys so much, don't we all? But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to come to the conclusion that like, you know, is this pattern healthy for me? And is this pattern making me happy at the end of the day? Because yeah, if we're going for these boys and you're like, oh my God, like they don't like me back. Like, ow, ow. Oh my God, it makes me so horny. I'm so excited. And then they start liking you back and you're like, wait, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm not used to this. Didn't have this growing up as a kid. I feel like it's really fun and like, there's so many, there's so many songs about it. There's so many things I can think of like, live fast, die young, bad guys, do that. Like, why do we always love the fuck boys? We always love the fuck boys and the fuck boys are so fun. And I feel like everybody should have like at least one fuck boy in their life that they have fun with but okay the fuck boy needs to break your heart we need to move on we need to heal from the trauma from our past and we need to realize what we truly deserve which is everything bitch you deserve everything and you deserve someone that is obsessed with you you deserve someone that is literally in awe of you and wants to give you all the attention in the world and they want to make you come and they want to make you happy and they give you gifts and they give you attention and they text you back and they you're never questioning like oh my god like you know am i gonna get a text back oh my god are we actually gonna go on a date they're always flaky oh, oh my god like you know, the blah, 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 blah. You don't have to be questioning that in your relationships. You deserve everything in the world, bitch. And I'm the first one to fucking tell you that because there's so many times where I'm like, oh, you know, men, I hate all men. All men are awful, blah, blah, blah. But it was just the men that I was attracting. And it was just, well, the, the type of person because I've come with across some fuck girls. You guys have heard my stories about that. Um, emotionally unavailable girls because we are here. Hey, but... You know, I feel like it's, you know, live your life, hang out with the fuck boys, you know, have a fuck boy or two. But I think at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, does this pattern make me happy? You know, wanting a boy and then once they want you, you ghost them. It is normal. I just want to say that I just want to validate your experience because she was like, is this normal? I feel like I'm being hard on her. This is normal. And I feel like I've gone through it. A lot of people have gone through it. We have all gone through it. And I feel like you, at the end of the day, have to ask yourself, does this pattern make me happy? And do I want to continue doing this pattern? And maybe asking yourself and like really having some inner work and be like, you know what, maybe like, you know, growing up, I experienced X, Y, Z. Maybe that's why I look for X, Y, Z in my future partners. And it's something that I'm familiar with, but I have to realize in myself and be like, hey, you know what? I do deserve the most. I deserve someone that I feel, you know, connected to. I feel, or no, no, I deserve someone that 
response to my texts every single time and that I never have to question to myself, will they text me back? And someone that is communicative to me and they communicate everything to me and someone that I'm not questioning, I don't understand what they're thinking. Like, blah, blah, blah. someone that, you know, goes out of their way to do nice things for you and someone that you don't have to ask for things for. Someone that is, I think at the end of the day, someone that is consistent. Because I feel like a lot of us struggle with consistency and especially the fuck boys. We love it when, we're, you know, it's like that, that little thrill and you're like, oh, they texted me back because you never know they're, if they're going to text you back. It's, it's the inconsistency that we're like so used to and we're so obsessed with. And we're like, ah, it's like the fuck boys are so fun. It's like the high highs and the low lows. But you deserve someone that's consistent and you deserve someone that is consistently going to love you and is consistently going to take care of you and is consistently going to be there for you because you fucking deserve a bitch and you are a queen and I feel like what I thought I deserve <laughs> what I thought I deserved is what I would accept so when I was out here with the fuckboys, I thought that this is what I deserve and this is what I accept. And I'm not saying that those fuckboys aren't still here. Like, they are still here. But I don't even... I'm not even attracted to that app anymore. I'm not even, like... They probably pass by me all the time. We're not in the same energy vibration. Like, we don't move the same anymore. Like, before we did, and where I was like, oh, is that fun? But I just, like... When I see that inconsistent behavior, it's an instant ick for me because I've healed from it and I've grown from it. And now I have a, an amazing partner that like is so consistent with me and I'm really happy and I'm glad that I went through the fuckboy phase because I'm like, I don't really think I want that anymore. I had it in the past. It was fun, you know, but it's not sustainable. And now I have someone that I genuinely really love and is really consistent and makes me really happy. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that really fucking matters is are they making you happy? Because I think I actually do want to kind of touch on this sometimes because sometimes I'm asking myself and I'm like, is this it? Like, I, I really psych myself out and I'm like, is this it? Like, oh my God. And you know, you compare yourself to other people. You compare yourself to other couples. I don't know if anybody's in a relationship here and you ever like compare yourself to other couples and you're like, fuck, like, is this it? Like, am I happy? Like, is this, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Like I'm having FOMO or whatever. But I saw this one quote and it was like, oh, I just spent like the past five minutes trying to find this quote and I couldn't find it. But it was something, it's going to sound so stupid because I can't find the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, if you're just happy, like, isn't that enough? You know, I feel like there's so many times where we're on Instagram and we're comparing ourselves. You know, we have FOMO and like, oh, my God, that couple looks so perfect. And then, you know, they break up like a year later and you're like, wait, you guys look so perfect. Like, I don't understand. You guys were traveling. You seem like you would never fight. You seem like this. You seem like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we can't really compare ourselves to something that is fake, which is Instagram and that is fake. Like social media, something that is fake, like TikTok and edits and YouTube videos and couple videos and, you know, people that we fall in love with on TV and people that we fall in love with on, you know, vlogs and people that influencers that we follow that we love their relationship. We love them. And we're like, if you guys ever break up, I'm not going to believe in love anymore. But 
at the end of the day, all of that is so curated and perfected and edited to look perfect. So of course, we're going to love them. And of course, we're going to think, oh my God, they have the perfect life and they must be happy all the time. But I, I, guys, trust me when I tell you that a lot of the couples that you see online, they're, they're just not what they are online as they are in real life. And everything, you know, is a job and like social media is a job and like being a cute couple is a job and it's a lot of pressure. And that's why a lot of couple YouTubers and like couple social media people break up. But the point that I'm trying to make is if you're happy in your relationship and if someone makes you smile and if someone makes you feel good about yourself and if someone is consistent isn't that good enough you know we always say the grass is always greener on the other side and like fuck yeah that is right about relationships you you always ask yourself like oh you know these people look so happy together like is is this really the relationship for me or like you know can i do better can you know that's always the question can i just do better but I don't think that there's like a matter of like doing better. I don't think that there's ever like this perfect person for you. You know, every relationship fights and every couple fights. And as long as you guys are being healthy about it and you guys solve your problems, you're not building up this resentment. If you guys are just happy and they make you smile, isn't that good enough? I don't know. I feel like I always catch myself. Well, at least like really like a year or two ago and I was like you know what am I doing you know like I'm comparing myself to all these people and I'm like asking myself like is this really what I want but at the end of the day if someone makes you happy that's all that matters and it's honestly really 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 rare to find someone that genuinely makes you happy to find someone that genuinely knows all of your love languages and to find someone that genuinely allows you to be you and your best version of yourself. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if it's just a me thing or if it's something that I struggle with because I'm like so chronically online and I'm always on fucking social media. So I'm always comparing myself with others. That's why I'm always like so insecure about the way that I look and I'm so insecure about myself and I'm so insecure about my relationships. But I feel like something that I have been really working on is, you know, first of all, not comparing myself myself to other people, whether that's like, you know, my personality or my beauty or whatever it is, my life. And something that has been really triggering to me is just like comparing my relationship to other relationships and asking myself like, you know, is this what I want? Because if someone makes you happy, then like, is there anything better than that? I don't think that there's anything better than that if you can find someone that genuinely really makes you happy. <laughs> look at this one. This one is barking. You have anything to say? Oh, okay. Other, other side. Go on the other side. You can hang out with me in the car as long as you don't snore. But yeah, I don't know if anything I really said made sense. Um, but I tried to make sense. I don't know. (laughs) I hope it does. I hope that people can relate and I don't feel stupid. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) somebody said they were like, does Blue stay in the room with you during sex? Blue, you want to answer this question? Come here. What did he just say? 
What do you have to say? <laughs> but okay. Some people may strongly agree and some people may strongly disagree. But Blue, she, she just minds her own business. You know, she's not in here like sniffing and like she's not doing anything. So I let her just stay in the room because honestly, if I lock her out, she's just gonna be scratching at the door. She's gonna be wanting to get in. And she just like, she knows when she's inside the room and we're doing our thing, she just hangs out. Like she just minds her own business. She kind of like scratches her ear. She kind of just like, you know, she does whatever she has to do. Um, Blue doesn't really like, I don't know. I feel like she's always, I don't know. She, she's always been good with stuff like that. Hey, yeah. Excuse me. I'm filming a podcast. Other side. Go. Other side. Other side. That's my Starbucks. Go other side. There you go. Sit down. Hang out right there. I let you sit in the car so that you can hang out. Um, but does Blue stay in the room with me during sex? Yes. And I was talking to my friend about this. I thought this was a normal thing. And I thought that like everybody just lets their dog in the room during sex. But no, my friends have told me like the craziest horror stories. Bitch, you would never believe. So my friend told me she was hooking up with this guy. And apparently he had this like big dog, right? So they were like, you know, having fun. You know, it's a little hookup situation. And the dog like keeps scratching at the door. And he's like, oh my God. He's like barking, scratching at the door. Like, I'm so sorry. Is it okay if I just let him in the room and he won't do anything? Like, I'm just going to let him in the room and he'll just like relax. She's like, okay, it's totally fine. He lets her in the room. They're doing their thing. Tell me why the dog is sniffing her vagina. That is the most terrifying, most vulnerable state that you will ever be in in your entire life. And the dog is fucking sniffing your cooch, bitch. Get out of here! Stop it right now. I don't even know what the fuck I would do in that situation. Like, I'd be like, oh my god, girl, your dog is up in my cooch. That's weird. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blue's always been good. So I don't really worry about her, but my friends have told me horror stories. So keep an eye out for Selena when you're out and about having fun at a sneaky link's house because I had no idea that dogs did that. I mean, I guess, like, they're like, ooh, it's a new person. Dogs smell each other's butts, so they probably don't think it's weird to smell a human's butt. But girl, when you're spread eagle and they're, oh, hell no. Hell no, girl. Get out of here. No. Not today. And then the last question. Someone said thoughts on falling in love too young. And I think I kind of want to circle back to the other question that I was kind of talking about. And I was like, eh, do you guys relate? Because if you don't relate, then I don't mean it. But if you do relate, like, I mean it. Eh, I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> thoughts on falling in love too young so i used to think this about my high school boyfriend we talked about this all the time we're like are we missing out on like you know being young and being single and like you know hooking up with people and you know blah blah blah. and like although i did go through that and there were high highs and there were low lows and what i do have to say is i think the exact same advice that i would tell myself is if you're happy and if you're with someone that truly genuinely makes you happy there's not much better than you can get than that, you know? I feel like there will always be like a curiosity factor, which you're like, you know, am I missing out? But let me tell you, I'm the first to say that if you're genuinely happy and this person genuinely makes you happy, like, I don't think that there's anything better than that. I think that's 
you know. I don't think that there's such thing as, you know, falling in love too young or, you know, meeting the right one too old or X, Y, Z. You know, love is so complicated. Families are so complicated. Love's so complicated. Relationships are so complicated. Like, fuck if I know. I'm probably telling you advice that I probably won't even agree with in five years. Like, fuck if I know. But thoughts on falling in love too young, like, I don't think you're ever too young or too old to be falling in love. I think if you're lucky enough to fall in love, like, that is so fucking amazing. Falling in love is one of the most amazing human experiences that you'll ever get to experience if you're ever in love. Like, bitch, like, that is like, that's literally insane. There's so many people who are single right now that would die to be in love right now. I don't know. I think I just, like, I really used to be in that mindset, especially with like my first boyfriend, I'd be like, you know, did I fall in love too young? Or is it this? Or is it this? But just, you know, stop comparing yourself to other people. And I feel like it's really hard. It's easier said than done because, you know, you know, you talk to all your friends. They're like, what's your body count? And I'd be like, one. And they'd be like, girl. <laughs> and like, even like my partner would be like, oh, it's like, yes, yeah, so, you know, what's your body count? And you're like, one. And, you, you know, you feel like you're missing out. But Love is such a beautiful human emotion and love. You're so, so, so lucky to be in love. And being in love is one of the the best feelings in the entire world. And if you are in love, like hold on to that shit as long as you fucking can until it doesn't fucking work out anymore. Like being in love is the best feeling in the entire world. And I don't think I don't believe in falling in love too young or falling in love too old or I don't believe that there's like a timeline. If you're in love, just fucking like live in the moment and be in it because it fucking is amazing. And I don't know. I think I would like always be so judgmental of like other people in other relationships, but it really was just like a reflection of myself. You know, I would be like, oh, you know, this person has had, you know, three marriages. Like, oh my God, like, you know, probably doesn't even mean that much to them. But now I'm like, you know, how do, I don't even know how many marriages JLo's fucking been in. JLo's been in like, I don't know, proposed to, married like three, four, I don't know how many times. But I'm like, you know what? I fucking love that bitch because she never gives up on love. I feel like it's so easy to give up on love and be like, all, you know, men and people suck. All men and women suck. Like, nobody wants to treat me right. Everybody's a fuck boy. Like, I'm never going to fall in love again. Like, I don't believe in love. It's so easy to fall in that pattern. But one thing about J-Lo, bitch, is she does not fucking give up. She, I feel like she's just such a romantic at heart, which I really do admire. I used to think that it was a weakness, but I really think it's a strength. And I know it's so sappy and like they always say that in the Disney movies, but being able to fall in love is a strength. It's a really vulnerable thing to do. And yeah, I think if you have the privilege of being in love and falling in love, um, I don't think that it gets any better than that. You know, it's such a special moment. And I really think that you should just live in the moment and not compare yourself to any any people or not, you know, feel like there's a timeline or not feel like, you know, rush into anything because you're fucking in love, bitch. It's so cute. Okay, I see you. I don't know. Like, just live in the moment. Be happy. And I'm I'm always wishing the best because I don't know. I think that this is advice that I really wish that someone would give to me because I'm such a chronic, like, comparer I compare myself so much to other people I'm like oh my god they're like you know they're doing this couple's doing this and this couple's doing this and this couple's doing this and you know whatever but then I realize I'm like oh my god like 
like me and my boyfriend we do so many cool things together like we just went to the fucking four seasons in Bora Bora like that's so fucking cool we have a fucking house like not a lot of people get to say that they have a house with their fucking significant other like it's so insane and I'm so grateful for the situation that I'm in but I'm such a chronic you know comparer that I'm like oh I you know this 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 this. I want this I want this or this person had this this person had this um but I really had to reflect and be like you know I'm so grateful for what I have I'm so grateful for being in love and I'm so grateful um for everything and I need to stop being such a brat and comparing myself to other people um because you know, life is too short to compare yourself to other people and being scared of falling in love or being scared of, you know, falling in love too quick or being scared of, you know, did I not lose my virginity old enough? Am I too old or am I too young? Or life is too fucking short for that shit. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck if you're a virgin. I don't give a fuck if you've never been in a relationship before. I don't give a fuck if you slept with a thousand people. I don't give a flying fuck. If you make me happy and if you are a genuine, nice person, that's all that matters. And I don't know. I feel like I used to think that those factors, you know, meant so much. And I'd be like, oh, what's your body count? Like, ah, have you ever been in a relationship? And like, I'd really like judge people for that. But at the end of the day, none of that shit matters. And none of the shit that you post on social media matters. And social media doesn't even fucking matter. Everything is fake. Every, nothing is real. We all know reality TV isn't real. Why do we think that vlogs aren't real? Like people aren't real. The way that we perceive ourselves isn't real. We're all human beings. We're all so complex in the way that we move. And everybody has like faults and everybody has like good things about them and bad things about them. And we're all fucking learning. And at the end of the day, if you're just a genuine nice person, I don't know where I was going with this rant. If you're just a genuine nice person, I think that's all that really matters. And if you're in love, and you're happy, that's all that really matters. And if, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry I got in such a like crazy mode. I just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just like something that I've struggled with is just like comparing myself to people. So it makes me really happy to see this little character development within myself. But I think I'm going to end the podcast here. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I know it was a lot of questions and I, I really need to get back into Remember the old girl talk vlogs where I would just like answer questions like boom, 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 boom. I need to not ramble so much, right? I don't know. Should I? What do you like more? Like answering boom, 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 boom questions or like really deep diving into questions? Let me know. Um, but if you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure to give this video a like. Comment down below any any comments or any questions that you guys have. Um, if you're listening to Apple Music or Spotify um, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to give it a five star. It helps me a lot. And I'm always here if you guys need to talk every single Wednesday on my Girl Talk podcast channel, everywhere that you listen to the podcast. Um, same place, same time. I'm always here if you guys need to talk. But yeah, I love you guys. And I'll see you guys in my next podcast every Wednesday. Bye. Did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, if you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, but I love you. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. Sipping on who I am punch. Sip, sipping on who I am punch. Are you like all this gush? Oh no, you can't get enough. Sip, sipping on who I am punch.